Hey, Hussein. How's everything? What's up, man? Good, good. How are you? I was just about to uh, message you to let you know. Oh, nice. You're ready to rock. <laughs> yes. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? How are you? How was your day? Doing well. Just got home from coaching. That was fun as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what was that? The kids are a blast. The uh, the best, ultimate yeah. best. So it, even today, as I was just going through some of your posts on Instagram, yeah, uh, yeah. just to refresh myself with. Uh-huh. Uh, the knowledge that you've shared. Uh, I, I always yeah. love when you share like, you know, your coaching insights or just, you know, little blurbs like that. So I was going through that and I saw that you shared a ton revolving around coaching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and that helped me to think about where I wanted to start with you. And there's oh. so many questions that I want to ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think a lot of people would want to ask the same questions, but um, let me start with just by asking you, you know, how did you, so I'll, backtrack a little bit. So for people listening in the future, this is my friend Hussein, uh, Dr. Hussein Hader. He's one of the more interesting people that I've ever gotten a chance to meet and befriend. Um, not only is he high character, not only is he high intelligence, he's, he's also highly skilled in everything that he does. Um, <laughs> one of the nicer guys I met too. So he was kind enough to dedicate some time tonight to allow me to pick his brain. Um, I'm not expecting you to have all the answers. I, I just love talking with you because you're, you're just, you're someone that takes us that your, your scientific approach, and you also have this really good human connection and you're really in touch with yourself and, you know, the, the more human side of things. And I love that combination. That's where my brain goes all the time. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Just, I, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy and honored to be here and, you know, talk to you about, <laughs> about- um, so, so now tell me, how did you get into medicine? Were you always a kid that was interested in science? So I think it all started when I was a kid. Um, when my sister and I were, were younger, uh, my grandmother would always have us visit her in India. And like um, one of the cool things about it every summer, and we were always immersed in nature. So the one thing that we used to always do, I mean, there wasn't a lot to do when you're a kid, you know, I mean, you're kind of just visiting your grandmother, but like, uh, but um, the one thing that we used to always do was stargaze. Mm. like um the night sky over there is super clear and you could just you know have a seat outside and look look at the entire milky way galaxy and it's just it's absolutely breathtaking and it you know as a kid it had a it had a very powerful effect on me i mean i didn't really understand i like just the sheer magnitude of it all but um but yeah i mean so we that's something we used to always do is, is just like look at the night sky and then sometime after that, my sister bought me a book on, uh, it was, it's pretty funny. It's like a book. It was a book about the solar system. Nice. And, um, and I remember reading, I was on the earth chapter and they, and it was, ta- it was, it was talking about the earth's magnetic field, which is called the magnetosphere and like how it, you know, deflects these high energy particles. And then that's the reason, like, that's one of the reasons why, like, um, you know, living things are able to thrive and, and survive on earth. And I just, you know, I remember reading about this invisible field that is exerting a detectable force. Seems like magic. Yeah, exactly. And like, and you can measure it and, and comprehend it and describe it. For me, that was absolutely life altering. And from that point on, I was just, I was hooked. I was like, I have to learn about everything and I have to know how the universe works, you know? So it it all kind of started there. So nice. So how old were you then? Um, I had to have been, uh, been about maybe six or seven, something like and, that. And was science always your 
the the subject in school that you were most interested in? Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Science, math. Um, you know, I, I I do have to say that um, one of the reasons I am where I am today is I've had some really great teachers, mm. really great mentors, um, people that you know, like my sister being one of them. Um, just great teachers that I had through elementary school, you know, high school, college. Um, that they had a, they you know helped to really. They really kind of put me in the right direction and like always helped me play to my strengths and like they got me excited and interested, you know, about That's huge. You know, science. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 it, without that, I mean, I don't even think I would be here. So wow, I, I owe all those people a lot. <laughs> um. So now, so now, then you went to college. Did you know that you wanted to become a doctor when you were in college yet, or were no, you still trying so to figure I that was, out? So no, I I was um I wanted to be a theoretical physicist. Awesome. I, was, I, I was could studying, totally see you doing yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, I uh. I was very much into math and I was uh, very much into physics. And then um, one of the reasons I transitioned to the life sciences was because my sister actually had gotten sick. Um, she was diagnosed with uh, an autoimmune condition, rheumatoid arthritis, where essentially, you know, um, your own body, your own immune system starts attacking your joints. And, um, you know, just everything we went through with her, I, I felt like I could have more of an impact on people, like just mm. taking care of her, like my parents and I, I felt like I could have more of an impact on people if I just, you know, if I transitioned to the life sciences. So it was, it, it, it was, it was pretty quick. I mean, I, I was studying physics and then, you know, I realized that I wanted to have an impact on people. And right. Then, yeah. You know, and, and then that curiosity ended up pulling you. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, you know, um, as a healthcare professional, uh, um, you know, I, I think the good ones, you know, um, they, they, they can really have a, a big impact on people, you know, and, and, big and time. the thing, just, just, I mean, just even little things like counseling advice. I mean, it, it goes along with even bedside manner, you know, it, it, it goes a lot of way. It goes a long way. So, you know, it does. Yeah. Did you, you went to school here, right. In, in New York City. Yeah, I actually went to CSI. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't even, um, so I was, I was, I was in, uh, I graduated high school and, um, I was kind of working cause I, you know, I couldn't really afford to go to college at the time. Um, but then, um, a friend of mine said that just go to CSI, take the placement test, the math placement test, um, the comp, uh, you know, the, the English, uh, the English exam and see what happens. And I did really well. And, um, you know, one of the advisors said that, you know, you could, you could go pretty far. So. Cause I, I, you know, I, I did really well on, the, on, on those exams. So they said, you could go really far. So just, just, you know, do whatever you can and try to get into college. And, you know, and from there, I just, you know, I was working and then going to school as well at the same time. So it took me a while, but, um, so I was now, is, is, is that when you started jujitsu or did you start jujitsu when you were in medical school already? No, I actually started jujitsu while I was in grad school. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So a friend of mine who actually used to train with us, um, we actually, he actually wrestled in high school. And then from there, he went straight to Cadellas. So he already had 10 years under his belt. Wow. Um, uh, and he already had gotten his black belt. So he, he told me, he's like, hey, you should probably try jujitsu. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a cerebral martial art. And uh, I think you'd, I, I think you'd do really well. And, I, and at first I was very skeptical. I was like, eh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but I did watch the UFC and I saw, you know, I kind of had an idea of like what kind of had an idea of what grappling was. He goes, he goes, and he just kept like badgering me about it. He's like, you have to come try a class. You have to come try a class. So 
at some point I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try this. And then I, I walked through the, walked in and then that was it. I, I never, you know, never, yeah, it's, it's so how, never, how old were you when you started? Oh my God. I was, I start, I, I think what I, what I always tell people is I always start, I started very late. Like when I'm, when I'm, when I'm coaching and sometimes I talk to the parents and I'm telling them like what you're doing for these kids yes. is absolute. I mean, it's an investment that's going to change their lives. Uh, but I always tell them that I started very late. I told them I started, I was 27 right when i started so it was yeah yeah i mean i felt like the you know i felt i wish i could wish i could have started earlier you know when i was a kid same uh, that that way it would be like almost like i said because if you see the kids train it's almost ingrained you know and they're like sponges and they you have, see them doing moves that they don't even know the names to yeah. and it's just so in their nature as they're turning a corner or something or exactly. picking up a single leg something and it and it it makes me think like, you know, where are these kids going to be if they stick with it for five years, 10 yeah, years? 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, the, it's infinite potential. They start know? at seven and then 20 years go by and they're 27. Yeah. And they're just, I mean, they're monsters as it is. I mean, right. I, I think, I think today, like the access to knowledge in jujitsu is just so much greater than it was even 10 years, five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see them trying stuff and they're, you can actually see them kind of experimenting and I'm like, holy crap. Like they're doing, you're like, did you just say like, they can do things that they don't even, they don't even know what they are <laughs> they're just experimenting. And it's like turning into something beautiful. That's like one of the things I love about jujitsu is that. It's so, so now how much, how much did jujitsu help your psyche? Like, you know, you were going through a, a difficult time, right? You're going through a hard time in school, um, working. I mean, like, so how did jujitsu impact your personal life? You know, um, I always tell people that it's like um, something was always missing for me. And when I found jujitsu, it kind of filled that like gaping chasm. You know, it's like, I, you know what it is? It's, it's the ultimate stress reliever. Mm. It's, it's, it's very much, it's very much like, science in the way that you're solving these dynamic problems but they're but they're un, but under stress you know and like you have to you have to uh almost solve the problems that your opponent presents to you quicker than than the problems that, that you, you present, could you know you present, present to them to yeah it's it, for me it's 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 a stress reliever it helps me i just after i train i feel very zen you know and I feel very introspective as well. Like I, I go back, I think about um, about the potential mistakes that I made, what I could have done. But it all it also just helps me relax. I mean, it's it's the I mean, for I would say for my mental health, it's been it's probably been one of the most you know beneficial. I could things. I could definitely agree. Um, yeah. I even notice in myself as I'm driving home. Yeah. <laughs> if someone beeps at me, I don't care. I, I, there's no yeah. care in the world. You could beep at me. You could scream at me. A light could turn green. And yeah. I don't catch it for a second. You honk your horn. Typically, I would get pissed off, but yeah, I'm unbudgeable at that point. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. I mean, the the benefits are endless. I mean, it's not it's not even just about self defense. I mean, it's about. I think it makes you a better person. I think it makes you you can handle you know the life's adversities. You know, I mean, I mean much, much better than you would. And I was going to say that that's one of the things that I love about martial arts and jujitsu in particular, yeah. um, the most. And, uh, I, I don't know if everyone views their practice like that, or, you know, yeah. I'm sure some people treat it as a sport or just as a workout, but, right, right. um, I know that you in particular, you take this philosophical approach 
And anytime yeah. I see you share thoughts on that, or I just hear you talk about it, I absolutely love it because <laughs> to me, it's almost like the code that I live by where it, right. it gives me a framework to a degree to live by. I, I don't know about you, but even when, um, like, you know, a few of the, the tips or things that Jimmy would teach me yeah, when I first yeah. started, like, you know, he would just tell me certain unspoken, not rules, but just like, you know, unspoken things that just to be aware of. And um, over time, you start to see how that creates the character of the building and the gym and then the the group of people that end up hanging out there all the time. Yeah. Um, and then that influences you as an individual. And it's truly empowering. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, a, a camaraderie. It's a brotherhood. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I, even, even in jujitsu, I've had plenty of mentors. I mean, it's just, it's just the little things. Like, like you said, it's like the, the little advice, um, what you could do here, what you could do there. I mean, what to be aware of, you know, things like that. I really try to um, implement that in my teachings as well. Like when I'm teaching the kids, um, what I want them to, I almost kind of like want them to think of it. And this is kind of how I think about jujitsu, um, almost like a series of paradigms, you know? Mm. Um, it's like almost kind of like a logical framework that you're working with. It's a set of parameters and um, it gives you a sense of where you are and what high percentage decisions you can make. And it kind of almost gives you a, it's, it's like a set of guidelines, you know? And from there, that's when the art aspect comes in. Cause mm. like once you, once you're working within those parameters and you know what to do and what not to do, it's all about creativity. You can do whatever you want. I mean, just from a single grip. I mean, you can go from a triangle to an armbar to a Kimura. I mean, to leg locks. I mean, it's. I it's, love that. I love that you yeah. even just said that, that you yeah. have to understand and know the framework before you can get creative and get artistic. Exactly. Yeah. I, I noticed yeah. that in my own game, maybe, you know, six months ago or even a year ago, yeah. I kept getting in my head saying, you know, how can I start to develop my own game, my own style? And then eventually it hit me and I was saying, you know what? No, I have to continue to focus on the fundamentals. I still can't break out of certain people's side controls. I still have, you know, moments where I'm thinking and not just reacting. And that's yeah. telling me, you know, I need to work on all the fundamentals before I could even start to that's, get creative. Yeah, that's the beautiful. And, and you know what? It's, I think that's at every level. I think everyone um realizes that they have something to, it's almost like like the what like like what's called that socratic wisdom you know like knowing that you don't know that's like one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is like regardless of how much you think you know it's not enough you know and it's like you'll always meet someone that proves to you that yeah yeah you'll always meet someone that that proves uh that that you don't that there's something that you don't know exactly it, it can even yeah. be someone that's that's less experienced too which is also humbling Absolutely. I mean, like, I'll, I'll look at the kids do something, you know, and I'm like, how did that little guy get that grip? And then how did we <laughs> enter into that? And I was like, you know, I'll think about it. And it's like, it has me just contemplating jujitsu for hours, you know, like I'll zone out and like, I'll be thinking about um, just, you know, uh, just different options. Yeah. One of the, and, and anytime I think about martial arts and jujitsu like this in the framework that you just said, where first you have to solidify your foundation and then you could start to express creatively, which is yeah, yeah. the most interesting thing to me because I'm a huge fan of Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee is the guy that made me realize that martial arts is an art. It, yeah. I don't know why I never viewed it as an art before that. It's self-expression. Yeah. It really I, is. Yeah. 
I think people forget about the uh, that the art aspect of it, you know, and like the creativity and like you're almost kind of like expressing yourself in in a physical way. It's like it's like dance. It's like acting. It's like you know, it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's I just you know I can't. It just makes me smile from ear to ear. It's the walking. coolest thing ever. So so now, um, at, at what point did you? All right, I'll, I'll pause there. So for people listening, Hussein is the the wizard of our gym. He's the the dark arts guy. If you want to start learning the dark arts, you start picking his brain uh, or you start rolling with him and, and you'll start to learn them over time and, and you'll be introduced. So now, how did you start to develop your style? Like, when did you notice, was that always your style or, um, you know, did you start to prefer something? Yeah, I mean, I think it all started. So in the beginning, I was kind of the first year at White Belt, I was kind of just learning how to play defense, you know, like how can I survive and not, because I think defense is really the foundation. Like once, once you're comfortable in defending yourself, then you're going to be, you're going to be more inclined to take risks. Yes. So that That's first a great year point. I was like, all right, I just have to learn how to survive. And once I learn how to do that from that point on, I can kind of like start to develop my own game. So um, I remember watching a grappling match. I don't know if you've seen this match, but it's, it was Gary Tonin versus Husamar Paul Harris. Maybe. Maybe. And Gary Tonin is, is just, he's one of my favorite grapplers. He's, he's like very flowy. He's, he experiments a lot. He, experiments he takes risks. He takes a ton of risks. And he was facing this guy, Husamar Paul Harris, who's, who was at the time known to be this, this like, destroyer of legs i mean he was heel hooking people left and right and and he's this guy was you know this guy's completely juiced you know he, he's open about it juice to the gills has, yeah yeah he had a hundred pound advance uh weight advantage wow and gary just took on this guy and like he was leg locking him and controlling him and i was just like this is absolutely insane he's fighting this monster and 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 in these leg lock exchanges, he's getting the better of him. So I was absolutely hooked. And it was just something about a smaller man being able to control a much larger man by attacking the lower body. I was, I was hooked. So I was like, all right, I have to learn how to. So I started studying, you know, um, studying like, you know, all these leg lock specialists. Was, was Donaher already making videos at that point? Uh, no. Or, um, but the, or he was still kind of like underground, still just yeah. coaching. So he wasn't making videos, but um, the Danaher Death Squad was kind of getting. kind of, yeah. So I was studying a lot of matches. I was doing a lot of uh, film study, which I, which on my downtime, I spend a, I watch <laughs> endless film. Like I take, no, I'm a nerd, so I just, you know, I'll start taking notes, and I'm like, you know, how did he enter in from this grip? I always see you um, reposting the wrestling videos too, which I love. I started following yeah. all those wrestling pages. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm big on footage. I love studying footage because you know um, if you watch the best guys in the world, like, you know, implementing their techniques against the, also the best guys in the world. That's, I think, um, I think, I think observation goes a long way. That's one of the things I take from science is impartial observation. Like watch what so really? no, what's that is it's kind of like if you're if you're watching something happen you'll have a better chance of executing it yourself almost exactly so yeah yeah so it kind of starts with like i when i'm doing film study or even when i'm doing research right i think everything science starts with impartial observation so 
you know, it could be like, hmm, the sun's rising every morning. It rose on Monday, it rose on Tuesday, it rose on Wednesday. So when you start, you know, recording these impartial observations, when you start writing them down, like it's, it's data collection essentially. And you're looking for patterns in the data, you know? And then from there you construct general theories. So that's, mm. that's kind of how I do every, that's kind of how I live my life. Like I, I was gonna say, yeah. everything that we're talking about is applicable to everyday life in, in every facet. If you wanna talk about just managing your own human being, like, you know, uh -huh. being able to pay your bills, uh, I don't know, managing your time, managing your money, managing your relationships. Like, you know, before you can get creative in your career, you probably need to just know how to create your foundation, which is, can I be responsible enough, you know, to show up to the job? Can I be responsible enough to do the yeah. job? And then. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just, um, I try to, you know, live by that, by that, you know, that, that scientific framework, you know, like that scientific method. And yeah. Well, yeah, when it comes to film study, I just, I really try to observe, 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 observe. And from there you can start to make, you know. So uh, now how do you, do you have like a process, even just in general, when it comes to, you know, managing your work um, or even when you were in school and, and you were managing school work, jujitsu and everything, like, you know, do you have your own reflective process do you journal do you meditate do you take some time just to sit and think by yourself like you know how do you manage everything that you're managing and still execute to the degree that you are yeah so for me uh my mind is all over the place like i'll have idea you know it's like a storm in my mind so, so what i do um with everything when it whether it's you know whether in all aspects of my life i'm a big note taker i always have a notebook with me and um, it helps me kind of, you know, I always get these ideas. And um, if I don't take notes, if I don't jot them down, then I won't be able to like really organize my thoughts and then, you know, really kind of immerse myself in my interests. So That's, I always have to put yeah. a notebook with me and I just, you know, wherever I am, like there's, you know, those little moleskin notebooks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just carry them around and I'm always writing stuff down. And from there I can, you know, like whatever, whatever, occurs to me or whatever thoughts I have on a, on any given day, I just write them down and then I'll, you know, I'll come to them later. And then. So, so for the way that, so, so it's good because, and this is kind of what I wanted to get at with you too, is that you've figured out how you learn. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. to a degree, like you've figured out how you learn and then you now set yourself up to continue to learn and, and not exactly. have or experience any hiccups. Yeah. Yeah. So once, once it's, it's, it's on paper, I know that I can always come back to it and just, you know, immerse myself in it. So that, that for me, carrying around a journal or like a little notebook and just writing, right. You know, even it's not even just, you know, thoughts that occur to me. It's just, it's just even expressing myself, you know, like mm -hmm. how I feel. Um, I can always come back to it and it, it helps me. I just feel like it helps me um, be more introspective. It helps Have you been doing that for a while? Uh, pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I've been doing that since I was, um, maybe 10 years old. Wow. Yeah, Dude, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got to come over one day. I'll show you. I have like, you know, ledgers from like, God knows how long of just like, you know, things that I look back at. And it also, that's awesome. you know, when you go back and read some of these things, it almost kind of helps you understand yourself. So I, I was going to ask you, do you yeah. go back and read those? 
I do, I do. And I'm like, wow, I've had some crazy thoughts, you know, like uh, I, uh, I, I even recently I started, I haven't journaled as consistently as that. I, yeah. I journaled maybe from like, you know, when I was 22 until more consistently when I was like 29. Oh, wow. So but, but I was, but I was inconsistent. I, I would only do it when I was feeling down or when I was yeah. having a hard time. Yeah. And I kind of am upset at myself. <laughs> not taking and not making it personal, but you know, trying to do different in the future. I want to start journaling more frequently, even when times are good, because yeah, like uh, Matthew McConaughey's book. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Green Lights. It's oh, it's it. yeah, yeah. it's really about him journaling. I think it's about his journal for thirty years, and he said the big thing with him was that he journaled um, during good times too, yeah. because it's always good to reflect on. And now when I reflect on my journals from the past. And they were during hard times. It's still good because I could see how much I've grown, how much uh, perspective um, I've changed or how much of my perspective I've changed over time. Um, but yeah, that's, that's great. I could see how you constantly taking notes, no matter what, just collecting data, just scooping yeah, yeah, up data. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just, you know, collecting data and then, you know, trying to extrapolate from that, you know, um, it's, it's just, yeah, I think it just helps me organize organize my thoughts. It's I think later on, um, initially it was just primarily about data collection, and then you know like uh, being a scientist. But now I think it's helped me kind of almost be a better person because I you know I or help me be more objective about myself and improve on my weaknesses. You know, because I mean, do you feel like it gets you more in touch with that voice in your head or you know like who we absolutely. call I, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's definitely, like I said before, it's made me more introspective. I think it helps me. Um, it's almost kind of like lifting a weight off my shoulders. You know, when I express myself, I can kind of look like I can, once it's down in, in the notebook, I can kind of like look at it and then even be objective about mm. how I feel, you know, um, and kind of help myself be a, a better person, you know, and kind of improve on anything, any, I feel in any areas that I'm lacking, you know? I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think more people should do that or would benefit from that. I, I don't like saying should, but yeah. um, even, uh, you, you know, David from jujitsu. Yes, I, yes. I saw him, I saw him post something today where, or maybe the other day where he had a box full of his journals and it was wow, all of his wow. journals that he started from 2019. You could just see that the smile on his face where he was holding, it was like he was holding his kid like his child, like his baby to a degree, yeah, so um, because cool. it's you, like you're holding your thoughts, like your former self. Exactly. It's wild yeah, when you yeah. really think about it. And, and, and I think it'll help you. I, for me anyway, I think it helps me. It's helped me grow. It's helped me grow as a person. You know, I kind of look at where I was and where I am now and how much, you know, where, where I'm going to be in the future. And um, I, I, I love it. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it helps me kind of put it's kind of like my life's philosophy on on paper, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, so now talking about the future, where um, where do you want to go in your field or what what do you see yourself doing or what would you like to do as um, time goes on? So I really love research um, and I'm kind of I kind of have my fingers in a lot of pies, but uh, I'm working currently in like drug development and also understanding the brain so um, which is my favorite when you post stuff about the brain love it yeah yeah it's just you know fascinating it, it's just something that i've i mean to me it's the most complex system in the universe 
And, uh, um, you know, people like to say that they're experts on the brain, but they're really not because we don't really understand it. Right. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see myself kind of uh, just just gravitating more towards more towards research because right nice. now I'm kind of in the early, you know, early stages. So I'm still, you know, early on in my career, but I definitely want to because I think I think basic research is has the the greatest impact. I mean, if you look at um, all the Nobel Prize winners, right, in medicine, physiology, physics, they, it all, it all kind of stem, uh, the, the ideas and the um, papers or whatever you want to call it, the areas of interest all kind of are rooted in basic science, you know? Mm. Like, how does this work? How does that work? Um, how can I describe this at a fundamental level? And from there, I mean, none of these guys are want Nobel prizes. It's just something they're passionate about. Right. And you know, that, that, that's kind of, that's just kind of the end result. Um, and that's never my goal either. I just, I just want to pursue my, pursue my Your curiosities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that, that's, that's something that's always interested me, interested me about you too, is that I don't really know where I'm going in my life. And that scares people when I say that, but I, yeah. I it's almost like a good thing. I, I view it as like a humbling thing because I would think that I would be naive to think that I know exactly where I'm going to go over the next five years. I know that now when I'm looking back in my life, I see where I went and it makes sense because I'm now more in touch with my curiosities and what drives me. It makes sense that I'm here now. And uh, I think that if I continue to follow those curiosities, like, like you are yourself, I think we'll end up living fulfilling lives. Absolutely. That's just kind of like my, my it's it, curiosity is like the impetus for everything I do. I just kind of let my curiosity take me wherever it, wherever I, you know, wherever I need, wherever I end up. So I, that's yeah, the thing. That's yeah, really yeah. it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And it's, you're right. You're right. It's, it's kind of scary at first because you don't know where you're going to end up and you know, there's no certainty, but, but that's just the human condition. You know, I've just accepted that as the human condition and um, just, but, but, but curiosity is the thing that, that, you know, takes you to your, you know, your deepest passions and, oh. the, the, and the, and the purest source of inquiry in your life. So it's just, that's the one thing that you have to follow, you know, you have to, that's the one, yeah. that's the beacon. I, I keep yeah. telling people that, and I keep trying to tell myself that like my yeah. curiosity is the beacon. If I'm curious about something, I need to continue to sniff it out and sift through things because even if it's the wrong answer, at least it's one step closer to the right one. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's something even working as an educator, I didn't really so much care about teaching the material. Of course I did, yeah. but if I could get a kid to be curious, that was the most important thing to me. Cause then when I would get a kid curious or just, you know, maybe ask a question, make a statement that might melt their brain quickly. <laughs> you see that they continue to think about that stuff on their own after class and they go home and they'll look up a YouTube video and they come in the next day and, you know, talk to me about the YouTube video that they watched based on that one question that I had. And you start to see this little seed planted and then something start to grow. And then wondering where that's going to go is amazing. It's just, uh, yeah, it's amazing to think about. And like I said, it goes back to that, that, that book about the solar system, you know, and it's talking right. about, yes. like, and it's just that yeah. one, it's that tiny, it's that one page that can change your, 
change your entire life. It'd be absolutely life altering. So yeah, it's just, it, it all kind of stems from that. You know, it's just that little, like you said, it's like the little seed, you just point them in that direction and then just let them flourish. And it's, it's, it's amazing. If you don't mind me asking, what made you want to be a teacher? In college, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. And then I took a social psychology class in my junior year after I finished all of my gen end requirements. And I couldn't believe that this was actually a subject that I could major in like psychology. Like, you know, I could actually change the way that my mind thinks I'm not stuck with this mindset for the rest of my life. Um, So that, that was really eye-opening for me. And then after that, I immediately chose my major to be psychology. Um, Throughout my major, I ended up getting an internship at the Grace Foundation, which is an autism service provider. Uh I I loved working with that population. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got really involved with them. And then at that point, I had five different jobs. I was becoming an EMT. I was working in a restaurant. I was oh, working wow. at a funeral home. Yeah. Um, probably a couple other things. And then I knew that I needed to pick one. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to become a firefighter or go the um, education route. And then I said, you know, what? I love working with this population. Yeah. Um, I love. I, I didn't think that I ever liked teaching in a school setting because I absolutely hated school. Yeah. But I realized that. <laughs> school and learning are two different things. Right. Um, and I was teaching these kids with autism. I wasn't teaching them math or science, but I was teaching them social skills, life skills, yeah. um, interpersonal skills. So I, I, that's when it kind of clicked for me that I love teaching. I love learning. And I kept following that curiosity. I loved human behavior. Um, so that's when I became a para in public schools. And then I became a special education teacher and, uh, I, I, I fell in love with it even more. It was super uncomfortable, yeah. uh, to talk in front of a class and especially teenagers in high school, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. because they, they look to pick you apart in yeah. any which yeah. way possible. If, yeah. you know, yeah. if a kid's like, you know, my chest hair was hanging out of my shirt one day and kids <laughs> were pointing that out and laughing at me. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, so that was a whole set of different challenges, but the learning aspect and the inspiring aspect and the planting seed aspect is my favorite thing in the world. That, that is so cool. That is and, so and, cool. and that's, that's kind of why I wanted to start this podcast. Even someone asked me the other day, like, you know, why did you start it? And a couple of people have asked me, but I don't, I don't really have an answer. I just love conversation. And I yeah. think that people learn through conversation and following curiosities. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but do you listen to podcasts at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love, I like Joe Rogan. I like uh, Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman's the best. I, I dude. I, he's I, right. I, he's got to be right up your alley. Uh, yeah, I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I absolutely, some of them I've listened to like five or six times. Um, because he he has that same mindset. He's extremely scientific. Yeah. Um, extremely pragmatic. Yeah. But he's also very in touch with his soul and he dives very deep. Yeah. dives deeply within himself and he expresses himself uh very well he talks about love yeah um all that stuff i, I love it he's he's great he's very he's very very honest which very honest and, and and i love that you know um i think i think it's important to be in touch with yourself i mean um you know like uh, you know as a scientist it's it's easy to point that objective eye right at, so how do you how do you balance that as a scientist like you know yeah. because I feel like that's a conflicting uh, mindset or there's some kind of cognitive dissonance there. 
There is, there is. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it wasn't easy at first, but um, I, you know, I just, I think it's having, I've had a lot of positive mentors and they always, they always taught me, look, you have to be, you, if you're going to point that objective eye at, you know, physical phenomena, you better be ready to point it at yourself. So, and, and, and be objective with yourself, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I realized that I, I couldn't be a hypocrite. So I had to, you know, I had to, I had to, I think it's, I think it's important to take the time to be introspective, you know, cause then you learn about yourself, you learn about your weaknesses and then from there you can improve upon them, you know? So, uh, do you feel like jujitsu helped you do that faster or do you feel like you, you had a good grip of that? In no, college, I me tremendously. I mean, you know, um, you think you're infallible and then <laughs> you step on, you step on the mats and, and you're getting absolutely <laughs> crushed, demolished. And, uh, and there's something about that. That's very pure. You know, the mats don't lie, which I love that. Quote. I love that phrase. And, uh, you get, you get exposed really quick. So, you know, I, uh, from that point on, it helped me, it helped me tremendously. You know, I think, I think it helped me realize that much faster. Um, and that's one of the, one of the things, that's one of the reasons why I'm drawn like a, a moth to the flame to jujitsu, you know, right. Not, not only the, uh, the dynamic problem solving aspect, but just it, it, it's the Socratic wisdom. Like you don't know everything, you know? And like, so now, how, how do you manage, how do you manage your, your bandwidth or like, you know, how, how, how much or where you're exerting your energy? If you're so like, like me, I'm sure you have so many curiosities that you could probably live 10 lives and you wouldn't be able to explore <laughs> all the things that you want to explore. So how do you manage it? Do you have to actually tell yourself like, you know, okay, Hussein, relax. I can't, I can't focus on, you know, space right now. I have to, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you actually have to do that? Yeah, I definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have to kind of, I, it got to a point where it was getting crazy, you know? So I had to like, really just, just manage my time. It was all time management. I'm like, okay, I have to focus on work first. And then whether, you know, when I'm commuting to work or, you know, on, on the way, on the way there, or on the way back, I'll do film study. And then, you know, uh, on the way, you know, like, Usually before bed, I'll sit I down. I love it. You're doing, you're doing jujitsu film study on the way in. Yeah, on the way in. I the love it. Back home. And then right before bed, I actually have like, I try to give myself an hour to like study instructionals <laughs> and like, and like, like actually look at my notes of, okay, where did I screw up? Why did I mess up that grip? How come I got, how come I almost got my guard passed here? Or, you know, things so like now, that. Are, are and, you, are you journaling after jujitsu? routinely um yes yes so it's not as extensive as as you know my uh my, like the scientific thoughts yeah my yeah yeah my you know my research interests are um but i will jot something down like okay so you almost got like i'll put the position um what type of situation i was in um what grips i had which ones were available to me and like some some something that I was curious about, like what mm. options I could have, what high percentage decisions could I have made, and why the uh, eventuality that took place happened. You know, like why mm. why did that happen? Um, and from there, I, I can kind of look back and be 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 you know like think about. That's kind of how I see jujitsu. Like, what position am I in? What options do I have? Um, in terms of grips and high percentage decisions 
Mm. And then the things that happened, I'll ask, I'll ask myself why they happened. You know, mm. I try to be very, um, you ever heard of like equanimity? Yeah. 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 Like I'm, I try to be, so the, when I'm, I'm actually, when I'm rolling, um, cause I actually thought about this. Like, what do I think about when I'm rolling? I, I was and just going to ask you that. Yeah. It's easier, either, either usually nothing at all. I'm acting on instinct or just purely strategic thought. Anything else, I feel like if you get too emotional, like if you get um, upset about something, then yes. that can hurt you. And if you get overzealous, that can hurt you as well. So I kind of just try to be very objective. It's either strategic thought or no thought at all. Mm. You know? um, yeah, so that's pretty much kind of how I see jujitsu. Um, I, um, I, I could, I could relate to that. I, sometimes I'll catch myself not thinking at all. Yeah. I don't know if I haven't caught myself getting emotional. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll get caught off guard. Like yeah. you have know, someone's yeah. coming at you with more speed than maybe what you're ready for or, right, right, right. um, and then I'll definitely react more off of instinct. And that's right. where I guess I'm hoping that my jujitsu works. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll notice that sometimes when I'm thinking, I have to, maybe I should, I, I should start thinking from a simpler framework like that, you know, just think, yeah. okay, this is my position. What are the options? And just, and just see what comes up instead of trying to like, you know, maybe go for a move, maybe just ask the question and just see what pops up. Maybe I'll see like, you know, something green light up in front exactly. of me. Exactly. So uh, that actually brings up another point. So in when I do my note taking, I do a lot of flow charts as well. Mm. So I'll say, okay, I have a two on one grip and my opponent's in seated guard. What can I do from here? I can arm drag. I can, you know, maybe hip heist up and look for a guillotine. If their leg comes up, I can look for a leg lock. So I kind of. So you create that, you create those options in your brain afterwards. Yeah. 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 And then I write them out. So like, okay, so it all starts with, um, unlike the other, uh, like, like um, unlike the striking arts, um, the grappling arts, I think all kind of start with a grip. You have to get a grip, right? Um, and then from there, you can start to see what options are available to you. So I always start with the grip, the position, and then I just, my mind starts flowing. That's where mm. I kind of make my flow charts. And then another thing too, um, um, you've met Chris, right? He's come to yes. a couple times. Um, he is very introspective about his jujitsu. And one thing I do with him when I train with him every now and then is experiment a lot. Like I experiment with bad positions, you know? So, so you'll let him get you into bad positions and see. Yes. Well, I mean, he'll just put me in bad. Positions, right, right. Right. Yeah. He's, but he's like, so but yeah, good. I do. I do. Have, um, I think it's important to have the roles with, um, with your training partners that are more flowy, that are more where you're kind of experimenting and seeing where things go, as opposed to, I mean, some roles are kind of inevitable right. where you're going with a certain guy who's got a certain type of personality yes, and a certain <laughs> type of body type, and he's going to just try to bury and he's, you. And know? he's not thinking introspectively. He's just thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're like, okay, I have to kind of address this. I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to kind of match this type of energy. But um, I feel that I've learned the most from the roles where it's where I'm experimenting. Like, okay, what can happen here? What do I do here? Like the roles that are where that are more along the lines of flowing, mm. I've learned tremendously from those roles. 
Um, do, do you think it's because you're going at like back. a at like an 85 to 90 percent speed instead of like you know 95 to 100 percent speed? So it's almost like you could see it at a slightly slower pace. A hundred percent. Um, I think that also comes with. That's true. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's true. Um, I think that also comes with rolling with different um belt ranks, whereas you know when you're rolling with people who are uh, a lower rank than you, you can kind of experiment more, right? Um, and not just try to focus on surviving, like when you're going with a black belt or something. Right. Like that. But um, yeah, I think I, I try to experiment more. But then I think it also depends on a, a person's personality and their and their and their body type as well. Like some guys are just looking to smash, and uh, <laughs> and they're looking to trying to you know every 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 role is like a bar fight. And they're just whereas, yeah. Whereas other roles are, you know, people kind of want to experiment more. Um, I'm a, I'm a small guy. So like I have to, I, I think that's what helped me um, um, help, help my jujitsu evolve a little faster. Cause I had because to really kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to really rely on, on, on technique and like building my, you know, like building my guard and like, um, and from there I kind of just, you know, started inverting and doing leg locks and like doing all kinds of weird, like sometimes I'll like look at a, a video of my, you know, like, a, or, or even a clip of me, of myself rolling. I'm like, why did I do that? But then I'm like, okay, that's just my style. You know, like that's, that's what I am. You know, that's just, that's just who I am. So I kind I'm, of I'm seeing a couple of the other guys, the uh, couple of the younger guys um, yeah. starting to try to pick that up. I'll see them yeah. mess around with a couple. I don't know what they're yeah. called. The Barambolo rolls. Yes, yes, yes. They'll, yes, they'll yes, mess yes. around with those. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, so cool to see your style uh spread to others um <laughs> I, I even asked santino that once i asked them you know santino how cool is it that you're watching like you know your jujitsu be passed on or you know iterated in all of these white belts bodies yeah. yeah 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 that is the craziest thing ever when like when you when you really think about it like you know your side control is taught to them your you know your single leg yeah and then, and then they get to then express it in their own way that to me is the coolest thing. It's, it's, it's a beautiful yeah, it's thing. Cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once that's what I always tell the, the, uh, uh, the younglings as well. Um, I always tell them like, listen, learn the basics. Like obviously learn how to defend submissions, learn bridging, shrimping. Like these things are, you know, you can't, you ha you have to know these things, you know, they're a must, but then, but then I'm always, I'm very much a libertarian in that aspect is I encourage people to, to, to express themselves through their jujitsu. There's no right and wrong, you know? Right. Um, um, I just tell them, yeah, do be, be yourself, express yourself through your art. Like once you learn the basics, then just be whoever, whoever you are and just express yourself. And right. I, I think that's the beauty of jujitsu is that you get to express yourself. You know, I even, um, I, I noticed that in myself when, when I first started uh, a martial art, when I was 20, it was a striking martial art. Yeah. The biggest challenge for me was getting over hitting someone or hurt, potentially hurting someone. Yeah. That was the biggest challenge for me. Even now in, in jujitsu, I sometimes notice myself that if I'm not con conscious or cognizant of, of where my mind is, I'll sometimes be in a position where I know that I could go a little bit harder or maybe I could have gotten that grip a little bit tighter. I could have been a little bit more stern. And it's, and as I'm reflecting on that, I'm, I'm, seeing that I'm afraid to hurt people or possibly ever, you know, injure someone. So um, I think 
as time goes on, as my technique gets better, I think I'll end up trusting my technique and maybe that'll dissipate over time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you're, I mean, you're a, a, a consummate gentleman on the mess. I mean, you know, you're all, you know, uh, I, I really love training with you and your brother and, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, I think over time, you know, that's why I always like anytime I put a heel hook on someone and I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm very, I'm apprehensive. Cause I'm like, okay, uh, you know, how much do they, how far do they want to go? It's a lot going through your mind at once. It's a lot. But then you yeah. also, you, like you said, you don't want to hurt your training partner. So I have this thing where, you know, if I know that I have a, a very tight wedge and I know that they can't escape, I'm not going to crank it. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather my training partner escape than potentially get hurt, you know, and like be and out. And that's, it, would you say that that's when it turns more into like the flow role when both people are on that same page? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that if you're, if your technique is, if your technique is sharp and you, you know, when you have the submission, um, sometimes your opponent doesn't always know, you know, like how, how, how deep they are, you know, or how, or where they are or how they could potentially get hurt. Right. So, um, yeah, I feel like if your technique is, is there, then, you know, I, I, I know that, and, and sometimes I'll have an, I'll have an opponent where like the, the lower body submission is very deep and they almost kind of don't want to like tap. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to let this go. Um, because they, they probably have to make sense of more things themselves. Right. right. Like, you know, that before is, they ever even get close to tapping to this, exactly. it's either that or their knee pops from someone right, else. Right. Right. That. And then also, you know, I feel like I could have, implement i feel like i always have something to improve on where if i have that grip or if i have that submission that's on um i know that you know there's certain things i can do that are that are better that will help them realize that listen i'm i'm i I, this is where i am and this is where i need to be but i also like it too when people give me um resistance because then i can kind of almost develop contingency plans right Yeah, yeah yeah and, and, that, and that's huge for having trust in your training partners, or at least like, you know, who you're training with. 100%, that, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, um, yeah, I think most of the guys are pretty good. You most know? of the guys are great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I really enjoy training with. Our gym, our gym is great because you could pretty much roll with almost anyone and, and you'll get a good vibe. And uh, Excellent vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you also get to deal with different body types, different. A ton of different body types. Different ton of styles. different monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love, uh, um, I love dealing with, uh, training with all the different types of personalities. I love watching you in particular yeah. roll with the wrestlers. I see yeah. like, like yeah. the wrestler and you come alive. Yeah, and then, yeah, but yeah, also yeah. how the jujitsu matches to right, wrestling. Right. Yeah. So what I like to do, um, is for me, it's a, it's, it's, it's a chess match. You know, for me, jujitsu is human body chess, and like, um. I, I love the stand-up aspect, you know, like I, I, I didn't wrestle in, in, in high school, but I just was able to pick up um, just by wrestling with wrestlers. Um, I able, I was able to, um, you know, learn, you know, I feel like I'm competent, 
in the stand-up. I'm not. I, I don't I, I, as I'm watching you move around, I would think that you wrestled in high school and college. I I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. But I, yeah. No. It's it's um it's it's fun to watch, and it makes me want to just you know get more confident with the stand-up game because you start to see how many jujitsu guys or practitioners are not comfortable on the feet at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, but that then again, comes back with experimenting. I'm like, okay, when I first started, I absolutely was getting demolished by wrestlers and I was getting taken down, but you know, I would pick their brain. Like, what could I have done here? And what could I, you know, how, how should I be here? And like, how do I set up my shots? But then from there, if I feel like this is the beauty of grappling. um, If I feel like, I'm being, you know, outclassed in the stand-up um, aspect and the wrestling aspect. I can still, I can still start to implement my jujitsu, you know. <laughs> so, like, if 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 I'm like, say, training with a wrestler who's much better than me, um, he might be better than me in the wrestling aspect. But then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna grab your leg, and then I'm gonna, I'll pull here and grab your leg and see how you handle that. I'm, I'm now gonna do jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it, you, it's almost kind of about it's giving yourself like different options you know like how how did you become okay with failure like you know i'm sure you got comfortable with that before jujitsu so many people are afraid of that and that's what stops people maybe from going after those curiosities maybe more people are in touch with their curiosities but maybe they're too afraid to fail like like you have to then learn and pick that guy's brain who smushed you or absolutely i mean there's a great quote. i don't know if you're a star wars fan but uh a little uh, bit not 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 too big great quote where he says you know uh, the greatest teacher failure is, you know, and uh, mm. I absolutely live by that, you know. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's important to fail. I think, you know what, failure to me is. is How did you get comfortable with it? Um, you know, I think when you're, when you have, you know, just being in science, you know, you're not always gonna, you're not always gonna get the results you want, and um, you're not. It's, it, it's constantly um, dealing with failure. You know, Mm. um, not only, not only just, you know, just being a researcher, you know, you're not always going to get the results that you want. You're not always going to get, um, you're not always going to be able to, um, implement your ideas, you know, um, or, or even explore your ideas and, and you just learn to realize that for me, it was kind of a philosophical thing. I was like, this is, this isn't just science. This is life. Like, you know, you're not going to fully realize your true potential unless you fail you know yes so i always i i embrace it i mean i love and i think i think um you know i used to be insecure about it but now i'm just like listen i this helps me explore avenues that i wouldn't even think about you know that i wouldn't have even contemplated if i if, if this if, if i didn't fail so it compounds over time yeah 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 so it, it, it it's absolutely the most beneficial thing that uh, you know it's like one of the most it's a it's the human condition and b it's just you you can't really grow and you know realize your true potentials if you if you don't fail so yeah absolutely i've I've even noticed that in myself in in my life anytime or even say over the last five or six years as i've taken greater life risk it makes more people look at me and think that i'm crazy to a degree or you know maybe think i'm taking uh too much risk or the wrong type of risk but as I get that perspective from other people, it then forces me to question myself again, but then I'm now more comfortable with myself to say, you know what, I'm okay with the risk that I'm taking because I know that the possibility of failure is, is real. 
And yeah. I know that I can fail. And um, I, I've gotten more comfortable with that. And as I have, I can see how that does spread out into all aspects of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always tell people, I think from failure comes opportunity. So I love that. Yeah. So uh, you have to, I, I love it. I mean, now it's something that I embrace. And I think it's because of jujitsu. Jujitsu helped me, helped me kind of like really <laughs> embrace it. Because um, then, you know, then it helped me realize where I was lacking and where I had to improve. So yeah, there's something, I, there's something so important, or I don't know, there's something so uh, powerful about the moment when I'm in, I mean, it's happened to me so many times, like where I'm on my back, yeah. a crazy, tough side control. Yeah. And I'm debating if I should tap just from pressure alone. Yeah. And oh then, yeah, and yeah, because yeah. the, uh, the cross face is pointing your face, looking at the clock, you then can peek up at the clock and you see that there's like two and a half minutes left. Yeah. And you're like, shit. All right. I just, it absolutely sucks. I got to dig deep in this moment. I'm either, yeah. I'm either going to tap or I'm going to dig deep and just see what I'm made of. And I'm going to fail for the next two and a half minutes yeah. and just see where I can go from there. But um, I don't think that there's anything like that, that really puts that failure in your face. It puts you in the moment, you know, and entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, that's one of the that's one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is it puts you in the moment, and the first thing you learn from like just even a scenario like that, you know, getting crushed inside control, <laughs> having a guy dropping his shoulder in your face, I mean he's sweaty, it sucks, you feel all his weight. Um, first you learn to deal with adversity, um, and then after that, once you learn how to like learn, once you learn how to deal with that adversity, I think after that comes technical solutions. To, to problems, you know? So it's about A, getting used to the, the pain, embracing the suck. And then from there, okay, like I, I, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in this position right now. I need to focus on technical solutions, you know? And that's, and that's how I think I really ap approach life. You know, anytime- I was gonna say that's life, so apropos to life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, learn really how to do university and then how can I solve this problem, you know? And then, and get myself out of here, you know? So I think, yeah. Dude, I love that. Yeah, it's so, it's so, it's, jujitsu is like philosophy. I mean, it, I, it really is. I realize uh, when you're telling someone who doesn't train, but I think when, when they do train, they, they realize that like, okay. They start is, to get it. Yeah, this is more than just, you know, arm bars and, and flying submissions. You know? <laughs> this is a, this is a, a metaphor for, for the human condition, you know? I love it. <laughs> I have one more question before we go. And, it, and it's a question that I've asked, I think almost every podcast guests so far and you're probably the perfect person to ask this question it's a random question yeah do you believe in aliens oh my god okay you okay we've just opened a, a portal <laughs> to, uh, to a, um i love asking people this because it's extremely interesting and i don't really know I, I would i would like to believe that they are but you're the perfect person to ask okay so okay so i have a question for you when you when you say aliens, do you mean an extraterrestrial intelligence or just living things like like a, like a protozoan, a bacteria, a bacterium? Um, I'm thinking uh, in, intelligent life. Okay, so intelligent life. Um, all right. Um, I think I kind of hold a, a a minority view here. I do think. Well, have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox or no? I have, but I don't, I'm not too familiar with it. Okay, I think, so, I, think um, I might have read you writing about it a couple times. I think yeah, that's where so I heard about it. It's okay. So the Fermi paradox quickly is just basically the um, 
it's like basically the dichotomy between the unbelievable, um, the uh, the insanely high probability of um, extra, an extra extra extraterrestrial intelligence existing, and the lack of evidence for it. Okay. You know? um, so basically, quickly, it's like we live in a universe with billions of galaxies. Each, and I mean the observable universe, I think probably has two, what two trillion galaxies. With each one's got a, a hundred billion stars, right? Um, roughly speaking, and even more planets, right? I think I think the the current data says that almost every star has a planet, right? Right. Um, so those are just overwhelming. I mean, the the numbers there are incomprehensible. I mean, you have to. I mean, how can you say that? It, like you know. Um, I mean extraterrestrial intelligences don't exist but that's what the uh physicist enrico fermi asked he said you know where are all the aliens like how so we- yeah so so the, is was he saying you know since there is so much space out there and so many yeah. different planets and so many different opportunities for life is he saying that that's why you know we should have seen life yeah by yeah now? He's basically yeah he's actually that he basically asked the question where are all the aliens he's saying that you know I mean, by now they would have contacted us, you know, um, but, and you know, there, there's a lot of different solutions for the Fermi paradox. There's, some of them are crazy. Um, Was he, um, is he deceased is, or is he still active uh, in no, science? He, he passed away a while back, okay. uh, but um, yeah, he asked, I think he asked this question in the fifties, Okay. Um, but here's my, here's my take on it. Um, if you look at the improbable number of events um, whether it's astrophysical and geological events that needed to take place on earth for intelligent life to, um, to, to evolve and thrive. I think I would say that it's probably not common. I think, I think it happens. I think there are probably, um, extraterrestrial intelligences out there, but I don't think it's, it's common. Like my as common as what, we think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, um, I don't think it's as common as, you know, like as people think like, you know, all, you know, crop circles and like visited by UFOs and things like that. Um, I think, I think it probably, I think it probably does happen out there in the universe, but I don't think it's common because, well, have you ever heard of great filters or no? No. So, um, it's, it's really, it's this really cool idea. Um, that it's actually one of the solutions to the Fermi paradox. And it's that intelligent life does evolve. Um, it might not be common, but it happens. But they hit what are what are the what are called these great filters. So like, um, so you have an extraterrestrial civilization, right? And it's it's an intelligent civilization, and they'll and just encounter a great filter, which is they destroy themselves, mm-hmm. right? Nuclear catastrophe or some sort of um, cataclysmic pandemic. event or something. Yes, exactly some um exactly a cataclysmic event where um where they get hit by an asteroid they get wiped out or or artificial intelligence you know they create an artificial intelligence and it you know it's, it sounds very sci-fi but i love it but but it ends up destroying them and um i i, I think i i think i kind of you know i think i kind of uh I, I like to think along those lines. I think I don't think that every intelligent civilization hits great filters. I hope we're past all of them, <laughs> and and that and that you know that now the sky is essentially the limit for us. But um, 
Um, or yeah, even resources as well, like running out of resources, things like that. Um, but um, I hope we're past them. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I do think that they, they're, they're out there, but I, I don't think it's commonplace. Yeah, it, it broke my heart recently when Elon Musk said he doesn't think that there are aliens. Really? And, uh, really? Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure that that's what he said. I'm pretty sure he said he doesn't think that there are aliens. He just thinks, um, I think he, I guess, is familiar with the uh, Paramis paradox was a Fermi's Fermi paradox. Fermi's paradox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he was saying, you know, if, if they were out there, if there was intelligence out there, I think we would have seen it by now. He goes, especially me. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why I'm kind of, I kind of like think along those lines, but it's, it's just, I mean, if you just think about the, the sheer, I mean, I mean, the, the numbers that are at play here, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's hard for me to say absolutely not, you know? Right. I, I don't think it's commonplace, you know, but, but I can't say that, 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 cause I mean, just, just the sheer magnitude. I mean, just the number of. Imagine what would happen if we would find out that there are aliens. I think about that sometimes too. Like, you know, if, if us on earth found out that there were aliens and that we were visited by them, I think that would, I don't know if it would be good. I think it would, even if they weren't a threat to us, even yeah. if they just visited us, I think that would mess up people's minds. And like, you know, I, I feel like that it would I agree. get I agree. twisted. I, mean, I, I agree. I agree. I think, I think it would definitely be probably the greatest discovery in human history ever. I mean, I mean, I, I think it would change the way, you know, it would it change the way we see ourselves. I mean, it would, I think, I think it would potential impact. Um, but I also would love it. I mean, I, I mean, it would be the coolest thing ever, right? I, I would be if, willing to see what happened. Yeah, I mean, if there is, if there is an intelligent civilization that's capable of interstellar travel, I mean, I, first thing I would ask is like, what is your physics like? You know, <laughs> like that's like, tell me what you've learned. But um, yeah, no, I, I think that would be the absolute coolest thing, coolest and scariest. You know, it kind of reminds me of this quote um, that I actually read earlier today by uh, I think it was Arthur C. Clarke who said this. Um, don't quote me on this, but he said, you know, there are two possibilities. Either, you know, there are, there is intelligent life out there or there isn't. Both are equally terrifying, you know? Um, if if there isn't, then think about the responsibility that it puts on us as a species. Just like you said, terrifying. Yeah. I mean, like it would, you know, if, if we were to be the only intelligent civilization in the entire universe, I mean, that would have an existential impact about holy shit man i mean like think about all the stupid squabbles that we get into (laughs) and we're the only living uh thing in the universe that's curious and is able to look out into the stars like i mean i I, it it just puts a tremendous responsibility on us you know i I think i love that you're gonna send my mind into uh spirals (laughs) for hours now i love that (laughs) but yeah Um, yeah hussein you are the man i don't want to take up any more of your time we're about a little bit over an hour. Um, wow, it didn't even feel like an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. It, it flew by. Um, this was a ton of fun, and um, I'll probably be asking you to do a couple more of these in the future as more as more questions pop up. I would absolutely love to, and thank you so much for having me on, Mike. I, I, of course. I, I, <laughs>